All right, hey, good morning, everybody. We're happy to be here and get to share our testimonies with you. And more than that, we are happy to have testimonies to share. <laughs> and this is a testimony we're bearing witness about what God did. It's not about us. It's about what God has done in us. And we are thankful to be recipients of his work, his grace, and the power of his word. And we had a lot of deliberation about who's going to go first and what order should we go. And it, it got so dramatic, I had to pray about this. <laughs> Which I should pray, we should pray about everything, right? Anyway, uh, it was fun. And I have to warn you, I did not prepare my testimony in written form. I have done that before, but I thought I'll just, I'll just go, um, uh, what's the word? Unscripted, and Ruthie will. And then the kids, though, have all prepared it written. And so this morning there was, there was some editing going on and some last-minute changes, some reconsiderations, and another edit and Control-P. And I even thought that I saw out of the corner of my eye someone was ironing their testimony. But I confirmed, and that was not the case. It was, it was a piece of clothing, so no worries. But I think we are ready. So I'll, I'll go ahead and start, and then Ruthie will go, and we'll just go in birth order. And so I was... I can hold on, sure. Did we check the van? No, it was in here. So it was. Wow, this is this is quite an ordeal. Mick, I want you to pay attention to Dad, though. I didn't bring notes. You can do it. Okay, if you can't find your Bible, and you can leave your spot and go. Would everybody be okay with someone inspecting your row? Did you bring it upstairs? Check check the the balcony, the bathroom, the basement. Okay, well, thank you. All right, with no further ado. I was, and just to give you a little background of my story, the context in which I was saved, um, I'll go way back to when I was born. Yes, I was smaller than this. <laughs> but I, I was born into, a, my parents were not believers, and my dad came from a nominally Catholic background. That means they said they're Catholics. They went to church at least once a year. Uh, my grandma went every day. My dad went to Catholic school, but it didn't mean much as far as their lifestyle and their attitude toward worldly living or what is sin, I grew up without much teaching. I knew that Christmas was Jesus' birthday, something like that, and there were many gods in the world. And I'd seen my mom got into New Age, and I saw lots of weird stuff growing up, and I was basically confused. Now, at the same time, we know Romans teaches us that everybody knows there is a God. 
And I cannot claim to be some kind of exception. In my heart, I knew. But I also had a lot of confusion in my head. And I grew up on television, movies, cartoons, soap operas, and whatever was thrown at me. And then came rock and roll, drugs, and uh, another chapter of my teenage life from like 13 to 16. And I was in a crowd where some of my friends died. Drug overdose, suicide, homicide, and drunk driving. It was not a way of life so much as a way of death. And I had certain ways of justifying that, but it was when my older brother, I have two brothers, one older, one younger, and when my older brother ran into some trouble and had a, a, some prison sentence or some drug rehab to do, he chose for the, the second, but he was really moved. And later I found out he had some Christian scientists had come to his high school and sowed some seeds in his mind that, that later in his, in his life started to blossom and grow. Anyway, he really believed that he was on the wrong path and he needed some kind, he needed to change or he would waste his life in a bad way. So that was my introduction to somebody for the first time leaving darkness inching toward the light at least and later he encouraged me before he was saved he encouraged me to get out of the get off the wrong path and get onto something better and i agreed with some reluctance with some double-heartedness i agreed basically to be a people pleaser get my family off my back about it and so i made a break with uh how I was living and agreed to go to a, a drug rehab for six weeks. And I remember burying my stuff in the backyard thinking, I'll be back. <laughs> and it was in, within one or two days, I was in tears. I was like a basket case. I was an emotional wreck and I, I didn't know why. And I had lots of anger and rage inside and I didn't understand myself, what, what's wrong with me? And many years later, you know, a simple, a simple answer to that is I was, I was full of hurt and I didn't know why I'm here or what's life all about. And <laughs> those drugs helped me cope with that. They were a mask or kind of like a coating on an electrical wire. It, it just keeps everything masked and safe. I don't know how true that is, but that's the illustration that was presented to me. Anyway, I went on for about a year. I was sober, but wandering, and I didn't know why am I here that I would secretly have times where I would cry and, and just and pray. And I didn't know who is God, what is truth, what is life all about, but I was hungry and aching to know. Looking back, I can see God was drawing me to himself. And 
through, I won't go through the different little stages, but gradually I came into a circle of people who talked about Jesus Christ. And I started <laughs> moving this way, and, and I see how God was drawing me to himself until one day in Indianapolis, it was August 18, 1990, and I had a friend who invited me. I grew up in Peoria, Illinois. He was in Indianapolis, and he said, hey, you want to come and go to the Indiana State Fair? He had intentions. He didn't tell me, but I thought, yeah, sure. And he wanted to take me to his pastor's house and invite me, you know, so he could lead me to the Lord, basically. He thought, this guy needs help. He needs Jesus. <laughs> and so I, when I went, his pastor was out of town. He said, well, let's go to the state fair. And he knew there was this evangelistic tent going on, and they were sharing the gospel. And I didn't know that. He didn't tell me, but... So we went and we saw the freak shows and had, you know, a lemon shake-up and whatever you do at the fair. And then we wandered into this tent and it had facts about creation and God and stuff. I, I didn't really get it. And we were walking out and somebody said, Young man, if you were to die tonight, are you 100% sure you'd die and go to heaven? No. And he said, I could show you in five minutes how you could go home and know for sure. Would you like to do that? And I looked at my friend because I thought, well, I don't want to inconvenience him. And he goes, like, totally up to you. And because of my background, I'd, I'd thought about these things and... I thought, yep, I would like to know. So he took me to a little partitioned area with two steel chairs and a Bible, and he showed me from Genesis to Revelation, basically, in a succinct format, how God created man, how man sinned against God and brought sin into the world, and it's affected everybody. And if it's affected everybody, could, could we say that it's a you and just put your name in there and he applied it and made it personal every step of the way and it was like of course <laughs> yes 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 I have sinned I, I could understand and the whole everything just made sense and I'm sure as as he went point by point the Holy Spirit it was like a needle and thread sewing the truth of God's word in my heart and he showed me the love of God is the gift of his son coming into the world and dying in my place. How he was raised again to give us new life. Would you like to receive that? And I thought, oh yeah, boy, would I? Like a kid in a candy store. But at the same time, I had this sense of, why would God want me? I'm not worthy. I don't. And it's like, well, that's the whole point. That's what grace is. And so because he was persistent to, to say, well, if, if God's offering you a gift, it's right here. All you have to do is, and he let me fill in the blank. <laughs> Take it. Receive it. Yeah. 
And then he flipped it around and said, Now, if somebody offers you a gift and you don't take it, would you, would you agree that that's the same as rejecting it? And I thought, Boy, I sure don't want to do that with the Lord's good gift, so precious. And he said, Well, it's up to you. And I just felt compelled to bow my head and call upon the Lord and ask him to save me. And from that time, hallelujah, it's like from night to day. And I have joy and life and peace. And not that I'm perfect by any means. They're all here to testify if you call on them. But by God's grace, I am... Uh, a new creature in Christ, as was mentioned earlier, and I thank God for that. Ruthie, you could use either one. <laughs> well, I grew up in a Christian home, quite unlike my husband, um, and I heard about the gospel, you know, ever since I was little. The first time I re really remember understanding that God loved me was when I was seven years old. We were down in Mississippi at a missions conference. My parents were gonna be joining the board to become missionaries, and we were in a little Sunday school class. And I just remember just being so impressed with God's great love. And the teacher asked, you know, who would, who would like to pray? And I raised my hand, and then they just took me to the back and said, repeat after me. And I was the kind of kid that just does whatever anybody says, so I just repeated after them, <laughs> even though in my heart, like I wanted to, to talk myself. So that really hung me up later, because as I got older, I, a couple years later, I heard a pastor saying, you can't get saved by repeating a prayer. And I thought, oh, no, that was me. I, I repeated a prayer, and I must not be saved. And that, so there was, like, this fear and a great fear of hell. So I would pray again, like, God save me. And then as I went on in life, um, I went to China with my parents. And when I was 14, it was kind of funny circumstances as I look back. But it's all how God worked in my heart to just give me understanding. I was reading my history book. And it just had the verse in there that it is better to put our trust in the Lord than our confidence in man. And it just popped in my head, what am I trusting in? And I came up blank. I didn't know. And that really bothered me because I was a very perfectionistic kind of person and I like to always figure things out and just know. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, did I really trust? What am I trusting? It just had a lot of questions. And I would just cry and and all the time and like I, I wanted to be saved but I wasn't sure if I was and I didn't know what did I really trust and um, I, I saw how it was affecting my family because they would try to, to counsel me and help me but I was like unhelpable <laughs> and so then I started crying in secret and so I would so inside my heart I was just very a very fearful person outside maybe they thought I was a happy little kid and I still like listened to my parents and everything but inside I was very afraid of death that was one of my greatest fears. I was like, I hated to go on airplanes when we would have to travel back to the States. I thought it's for sure going to crash, and I don't know if I'm going to heaven. And I was also deathly afraid of the Lord's return because I thought he's going to come back, all my whole family is going to be taken, and I'm going to be like the one that in Thessalonians where it says their heart will be hardened and they won't get another chance because they rejected it when they had the chance. And so if I didn't see my family around, they were like my security. If I didn't see them around, I would just be like, it happened. I left behind. So I just like lived in this fear for about four or five years. 
it, it went on like this. Um, you know, we'd go back to the States, I'd go to Christian school, go to, and then sometimes, you know, the pastors would give invitations, raise your hand if you're saved. Sometimes I'd raise my hand I was saved. Sometimes I'd raise my hand that I wasn't because I just really didn't know. And um, I remember when I was 17 years old, I went to my dad with another question and said, Dad, can somebody be good enough? Because I really thought that I was such a good little girl. <laughs> I said, can't someone be good enough to go to heaven? And he showed me the verse in Isaiah that says our righteousness is as filthy rags. And that's when I began to see that I was not all that good in <laughs> my righteousness. You know, there's no way I can compare to God's righteousness. And so I started to realize my sin and that it was a simple thing, that it wasn't anything I could do to be saved. I couldn't, you know, be good enough. I couldn't pray, pray the right prayer. I couldn't even, like, trust enough. It was just Jesus. You know, he's the one who does it all. Um, so then finally, when I was 18, after listening to another sermon on the Lord's return, I was like, that, you know, that fear came back, and I'm like, I just need to settle this. So I just called out on the Lord and says, I can't, and just admitted I am a sinner. I cannot save myself, and I'm just going to trust in you. I'm just in it. It's all. It's all in your hands. And it was amazing how how my life changed. It wasn't like instant. Like I would still have some fear, but I had a, a pastor that gave very good advice to me and said, Ruth, you just need to know the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. He said, start writing down verses about the blood of Jesus Christ and salvation, and start meditating on it. And so I got a little journal, and I started doing that, and it was just amazing. The more I did it, it reminded me of Peter. It's like, Lord, to whom else shall we go? In my heart, it just cried out, I believe, I believe, and there's no one else I want but Jesus. And just to know that it's just all him. And then it didn't bother me so much. What, when, when was I, when did I understand that everything? When did I pray the right prayer? Like, that's not the point. It's like, trust in Jesus Christ. <laughs> he died for my sins, and that's, it's, it's so simple. So now my faith is in him, and um, I was later baptized when I was um, 21 in college, when I was serving at a church there. Um, they said, well, you want to, I wanted to help with teaching the, the, the kids' ministry, and they're like, well, you can't say you were baptized when you were 10, and you were saved when you were 18. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was baptized again at that church, and and just had a sense of, yes, I want to walk in newness of life, following the Lord. So I'm so thankful that he didn't give up on me, kept working on me, and just, and just showing me the truth of his word and of himself. And that's my testimony. Um, my name is Jed. You might know, know that already. I'm, I'm one who wrote mine out just to keep me focused and on track. Um, and I realized at a young age that I was a sinner in need of God's gracious gift of salvation. And I remember coming to this conclusion when we were here in America. We lived in China most of the time. It was at a, an evening Sunday school, and the people there, they, they asked if anyone wanted to be saved and to raise their hand, and they could be directed to receive salvation. I didn't raise my hand, although I wanted to, I was very scared, and I made an excuse to myself that Dad, he knew the Bible he was um, preaching, and that I could ask him later if I wanted to be saved. And then we went back to China, and that, that idea faded pretty quickly. But then one night when I was about seven years old, my mom was mopping the floor, and I was sitting on the couch reading, and providentially that 
thing I was reading was a tract or a pamphlet. I think it was called The Bridge to Eternal Life. And it had verses and pictures. It was illustrated. And it could show how someone could, could become, a sinner could become, um, to borrow Paul Bunyan's, or Bunyan's illustration, it was go from the city of destruction to the celestial city. And it all made sense. And that's when I asked God to save me. And I acknowledged him that I was a sinner and that I couldn't get saved on my own. About seven years later, on an Easter Sunday, I was baptized in accordance with scripture. And since my conversion, I have sinned and sometimes doubted my salvation. And through the process of reconfirming that I am indeed saved, a few verses have stuck out and really encouraged me. Um, the first one is 1 Corinthians 10.13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. And that's very true. I have been able to bear it. Secondly is James 1.12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And another one that's so simple that it's often missed is Romans 10.13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then lastly, there's one, Romans 8.38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's my testimony. Um, my name is Toby, for those of you who don't know. Um, when I was seven or eight years old, um, our family had a sermon Sunday. That's what we would call it. Um, we didn't really have a church to go to. Um, and dad would um, read from the Bible or play a recorded sermon. And on one of those Sundays, sermon Sundays, when I was seven or eight years old, I realized I needed to talk to dad about salvation. Um, he, uh, we went to his bedroom and he opened his Bible and he showed me some verses. He prayed and then I think I did too. Um, and then a few years later, um, on the same day Jed got baptized, I did too, with a few others. Um, I've had struggles with my belief. Um, like, did I really believe what Dad was telling me? Or did I pray? Or what did I pray? Um, and after asking Dad and Pastor some questions, they both helped me come to the conclusion that it's not all about what I believed, but it's about what I do believe do believe today. So here's what I believe. I believe that I'm a sinner that deserves death, like Romans 15, 12 says, wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Um, I also believe that Jesus, the Son of God, came to die on the cross for my sins, and to pay the penalty. Um, for my sins. I believe that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day 
Um, and John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, and I believe that Jesus saves and that he saves me. And that's my testimony. My name is Raya, for those of you who don't know. And growing up, I had always heard the gospel, but then when I was about nine years old, one of my brothers got saved, and then he told me, and I wanted to be saved too. So I went and talked to Dad, and he showed me verses that showed that I was a sinner, and that he died for me, and that he rose again. And I believed that and prayed and asked Jesus to forgive me and to save me. Then when I was about 11 years old, I was baptized. And not long after that, I wondered if I was really saved. And I kept struggling with that for a while until I realized how simple salvation really is. And Romans 10:13 says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I know that Jesus forgave me, saved me, and made me part of his family. Hi everyone, my name is Ben, and I grew up hearing the gospel, but it wasn't until I was about eight years old that I fully realized that I was a sinner and that I needed a savior. So I went to my dad and I asked him how I could be saved. And he opened his Bible and showed me verses showing that I was a sinner and that Jesus could save me. And Right then I prayed and I believe that Jesus died for my sins and that he rose again after three days in the tomb. And so that day I asked Jesus to save me and he forgave me of my sins, but later in my life I had doubts if I had really said the right thing or if I had really believed it. And when I was nine years old I was baptized, but the doubts kept coming. And one day I decided to talk to my dad about it and he showed me verses showing that it's just putting your faith in Jesus. And I realized that it's simply that, just trusting in Jesus. And as I'm growing in God's word, this verse strengthens my faith. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Jesse, and one day in China, I'm not exactly sure of when and where, but I remember Dad was showing me some verses from the Bible, like all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. After we talked, I knew right then that I needed Jesus and that I was a sinner. A few weeks later, I was baptized at a friend's house, and I knew that I would be going to heaven when I died, and I would see my Creator face to face. Along the years, I'd go up and down spiritually sometimes. I even wondered if I was saved. Then I would always remember his promise that whosoever called upon the name of the Lord would be saved. I believe that Jesus came down from heaven and was born to a virgin named Mary, and he then grew up and healed many people. Then he died on the cross to take away our sins. He was buried, and then he rose from the dead on the third day. One of my favorite passages is in, in the Bible is Ephesians chapter 6. 
It reminds me of how I need to put on the whole armor of God each day and how we need to keep fighting the devil every day. Hi everybody, my name is Adiah Abnauer. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross for our sins. He became a curse for us. His body lay dead for three days and he rose again. He gives everlasting life to those who believe, and I believe. Though I've asked him to save me multiple times, the first time I remember was about three years ago in China. After my sister Jessie asked me about it, and my dad led me through some Bible verses, I have trusted Jesus to save me from my sin and from hell. I am glad to know that I am his child and that my name is written in his book of life. I was about six when I got saved. It was actually December 28, 2020. One night, my brother Ben talked to me about being saved. I was thinking about whether I was saved or not. I went to ask my dad how I could be saved. He showed me some Bible verses. I asked Jesus to save me that night, and whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Over two years later, I was baptized here in February. It would be nice to be a member of Fellowship Baptist Church. I know I'm saved because I believed in Jesus when I asked him to forgive my sins. One day I drew a picture and my dad thought he should talk to me about it. He showed me some Bible verses. I already knew that I was a sinner and that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, but I hadn't asked him before. But that's when I prayed and asked Jesus to forgive my sins. Now I know that he will save me. Amen. I'm glad God gave me some good windshield wipers. <laughs> well... I don't have much more to say except it's a blessing, again, to have a testimony. I'm glad God is alive Amen. and he's involved. He cares about his creation, his creatures. And as John said, not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And I'm glad somebody had care and concern to share the gospel with me. And by God's grace... His word, and it always will, have power. The flower, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. And by his grace, when we put our trust in him, he sows that eternal word in us, and we're eternal beings. And I know we'll see you later if you've trusted in him as well. It was fun reconstructing those, some of those with the kids because memories, um, especially with uh, like Mickey and Ellie, we wrote them out, but it took some, I tried to let them come up with their own words, and they, they did. That's great. Pastor, 